What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking with Steph Iliff. I am so excited for this podcast and to be bringing it to you every single week to be just talking about all the things that life has to offer us, right? I'm hoping that I can bring you some insights, some laughter, some amazing interviews with some awesome powerhouses who have let go of fear, who have totally stepped into themselves, who are living their best life so you can learn from them. I want to be talking to you every single week as well about different things that are going on in my life as a self-love coach, as a mom, as a woman, as someone who is dating and like the whole dating scene and how it's so important that we date with self-love so we don't ruin our own self-love, how to create, you know, amazing habits that truly stick with you for a lifetime so you become your best self, so you can become your inner powerhouse and how to just let go of fear and fully step into you. So every week I'm going to be bringing you different topics that align with that, different interviews with different amazing people. And we're just going to be talking about it and having the best time. So thank you so much for joining in to Just Talking with Steph Island. What is up, everybody? It's Steph Isla. Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking today. I am so stoked for this amazing guest that I have today, Sarah Foley, who is just seriously like beyond amazing. I legit have chills right now just looking at her beautiful face, just talking with her. I met her at Tony Robbins. We were there just, what, three weeks ago? It wasn't that long ago. And Not like, that long ago. Yeah, like her energy literally just pulled me towards her. I was like, I need to know her, which we'll go into that story a little bit too. But um, she's just so amazing. So she goes by Vertical Blonde on Instagram and I'll go ahead and tag all that so you guys can get to know her and follow her because she's amazing and inspiring. But her mission is really to create a community of disability icons who are rewriting the stereotype of what it looks like to live with a disability. And it is just a beautiful, powerful message. I get like just chills even thinking about it. Um, so Sarah, take it away. Tell us a little bit about you, babe. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. I'm so incredibly grateful to be here on your podcast and with you. Yeah, I think it was such a meant to be moment when we met there at UPW and, um, we've got our mutual friend, Ellie, who kind of set the stage, I think, of, you know, looking for one another at least. So, um, yeah, you know, it really does sum up what my entire mission is. I was injured now about seven years ago. It'll be seven years in September on a, on a four-wheeler. And I was, that morning I'd gone for a hike with my husband, who was then my boyfriend of only six months. Like we were very early phases of dating. And we went on top of the mountain and I said, God, my life's just perfect right now. There's nothing about it I'd change. And then we went along on four-wheelers a few hours later and through a chain of events, um, I was going up the hill as he was coming down to let me know that it was actually safe. Uh, our other friend had kind of been on top of the hill saying, come on up, come on up. And uh, so I went up and I froze when I saw him. I just panicked. And um, he had gone off, the, like kind of gone off to the side as soon as he saw me. So that if I just went straight, it would have been great. Um, but I went off the trail. I hit a ditch, flipped over, broke my back and paralyzed me right away. It was instant paralysis. And, you know, you kind of, first of all, you go into uh, fast forward motion through your relationship. You know, you get cl- really close really quickly, seeing totally. very ugly sides of life um, being in there in the hospital. But, you know, one of the first things that went through my head was all of these horrible stereotypes I had about what it looked like to be with a disability. Mm-hmm. And all I'd ever seen was weak and poor and overweight and not attractive, definitely not sexy, you know, and, and they weren't successful. And these obviously 
a very limiting belief and limiting vision of what I had, but that's all I've really experienced. Yeah. I've never been in contact with someone that was just vibrant and full of life and happened to have a disability as well. And so, you know, those thoughts go through your head and they create a pretty ugly reality and you start to almost think into that of what you're supposed to look like. Mm. Like you think, okay, well that's what I'm destined for now. And so, you know, life, it took a long time to get where I'm at. It took a lot of hard work. And, you know, and so when people kind of look at me and they'll be like, ah, oh, it's easy for you. You're pretty. I'm like, well, first of all, I think that's bullshit. I don't know if I can swear on here. You but, can say all the things. This is just okay, talking. Okay. We're just talking like girl talk. So just act like it's okay, good. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was just like, you know, it's, it's crap. It's absolute crap that, you know, that they're limiting belief that, but, I knew exactly where they're coming from. I understand that. So after a lot of hard work, about four years of denial, let's just say there was four solid years of denial. There was a big happy face on the outside and I would get home, close that door. I would actually, so I went back to work within five months. I was running a spa at the Park City uh, Resort um, and I went back to work within five months. I went really quickly. I was ah. so committed to getting back to reality, almost pretending like it didn't happen. Sure. And I would just get through the day and I would just wait, like count down the seconds until I got from my office to the elevator, down to the garage, into the car, door would close and the, my eyes would just start bawling, mm. absolutely bawling. I was just a wreck. I was holding it together and being really strong for my staff, for my family, trying not to be a burden to people, trying to still maintain good looks and things like that. But I was just a wreck on the inside. So it was about four years in denial. How so many people are really just dying inside, but we try to pretend so much on the outside of what we think we should be like or how we should be. And like, especially this, this huge traumatic situation just happened to you. You're like, no, I'm going to persevere. Like everything's going to be fine. And I've totally been that person too, where it's like, you lie to yourself and you're just like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And inside you're like, holy shit balls. Like someone, please help me. Like, I don't know what to do, but it's so yeah, hard to get to that point where we're okay to say like, Hey, help me. And like, you want the help yeah. for it. Yeah. That you need help. But I think that's a really, really good point. Steph. I've just, going through life knowing that everyone has something that ha that hits them as soon as the door oh, closes always and that's why you judge like you really can't you have to show love and compassion to everybody because you truly don't know what season of life they're in or what's really going on inside their head or what's going on in their heart or what phone call or text they may have just got and how they're just trying to keep face for the world because they're like I have to hold it together for the next 10 more minutes and then they go break down and it's like, what if we just show that love and compassion to people? Because we've been in those situations too. And I think that's when life can really come full circle is the more aware you get of yourself, the more aware you get of others and how you just, you truly do show them love and light versus like any judgment or anything like that. But it takes time to get there and you have to go through your own inner process. So what was that like the four years of dying inside to what decided, what was the switch for you where you're like, you know what, enough's enough. Like. I want to be real. I want to like heal and I want to go and like deal with my, my wounds and like figure it out because everybody needs to do that. But I think everybody has a different moment in life where they're finally like, okay, I'm ready to do it and do the inner work, like the hard work. And you have to like take yourself through Harvard of yourself and like get to know you and like what you're really about and deal and heal. And 
that's scary and hard. It's probably the scariest thing you'll ever do in your life. But what got you to that point? Do you know what? It was actually the move to Hawaii. Mm. And so what happened was, is we had actually gone to Maui for my best friend's wedding. And while we were there, my husband got offered a job transfer. He got yeah. offered this job to, cause he was already working for uh, this hotel company. So we got a job transfer offer and we went home and we were like, started packing up for life. And then I got cold feet. I was like, if I'm not a spa director, who am I? Mm. Like that was a safety net for me right and so he's like he's like you can go to Hawaii and he's like do physical therapy like you know just just he's like you don't even have to work just go enjoy yourself and so we got over there after actually a lot of tugging and pulling on his part you know and he just kept telling me he's like listen to your body when we were in Hawaii man my body just felt so good the warmth and the heat and the humidity everything was just working for me but islands really are healing um and so it's not crazy how there, nature is like it really is just there oh, it's crazy it's, it's in the air like you can just feel it and then the, yes. the healing energy of the ocean and they actually call it mana here mana is the healing energy of the island m-a-n-a and so and it, you, it's really palpable when you tap into it so we got over here and you know we've got our little boy he's just turned two at the time um and so, which childbirth on a very side note was the easiest thing to do when you can't feel the lower half of your body. You, like, so how, and I, I don't know if I can ask you this, but I'm going to like, how is sex like for you? If you're willing to talk about that, like, can't like, and then like, how was childbirth and being pregnant and stuff too? Like, so both of them are very different. Okay. Very, very different. Yeah. Um, so childbirth, that's kind of the easier conversation. So childbirth is you know, I had had actually a couple of false alarms. And mm -hmm. so I'd been in the hospital and they kind of like told me and let me feel within my body what a contraction would feel like. And it was just tightness. Okay. All I felt was just kind of tightness and release. So uh, in the middle of the night, one night, this was, he was five weeks early. So I wake up in the middle of the night, 307. And I'm like, honey, honey, like my body feels like really tight and weird. And he's like, I'll go back to bed. Like he just totally brushed it off. And I was like, uh, no. I think something's going on. No, something's weird. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, like, this is different. So he flips on the light and my water had already broken. So we bolted to the hospital. So we woke up at 3.07. We got to the hospital. She literally checked my cervix and her eyes popped out of her head. She's like, I like just like touched his hair. She's like, I'll be right back. I'll be uh -uh. right back. I got to go to the doctor. Like this kid's slipping out of here. And, uh, and I was able to push twice and he slipped right out 419. Yes, so, girlfriend. What a blessing. You needed that in your life. Like, yes. And this kid from, from that moment, he's just been so easy. We've had a really special bond. My son is talk about compassion and understanding where other people are coming from at four years old. Now it is mind blowing the awareness he has for other people how they're feeling he's so in tune and he's so in tune when people need help like if my foot has fallen off of my chair he'll like come over and put it back up on the foot plate like he's beyond special I love beyond. That. yeah it's really cool um, and then and then the sexuality part this is actually really great because we're going to be doing a lot of this uh work at the workshop which will be yes. played out yes but it's very different I don't 
I don't necessarily feel from my injury level down, which is T4. So along your spine, T4 is like right where your bra strap goes around your chest. Okay. So like right around there. So from there down, it's numb. Wow. So from here down, you're numb. Yeah. Wow. So I can't feel when I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I can't feel sex in the same way. It's all very different. And so you have to really tap into your other senses of it's a a mental game. I was going to say your mindset though too, right? Like, and for, I mean, this is also just like all the things about what everybody talks about, but I think sex gets better the older you get because you understand your mindset more and you understand like it's a muscle too. Like your, your sexuality is a muscle and you learn how to turn it on and how to like, like, Oh, I like this. I don't like this. Even like at Tony Robbins when he had us like talking to like certain ears and then like, like what ear turns you on, what ear doesn't turn you on. And like, I was like, Oh my Tony, how do you know this? Like, <laughs> But it's crazy how you have to tune into all that, those different senses. So I love that you talk about that and how it really is just more mental, you know? It's really mental. And so I think, you know, when I, when I work with girls, it's very much about, you know, when you even say the word sex, like what does, what do you feel, you know, are you, do you tense up? Are you, is there shame around it? Are you excited? Are you kind of free? Like I, I personally kind of have an inner Patent leather side, I guess is yeah, how you'd say it, it. girl. But you know what I mean? Like, so I think you kind of have to really turn into, you know, what what do, does your mind go to when you think of that? Yeah. And then really, really playing on that and being be very open and honest with your partner. So that's I'm open honest with you because I, I love that you said shame comes up because I do think shame comes up a lot for sex with women, especially yeah. women who maybe have been raised in Utah because there's just like this a thing around sex that you should just have sex to have babies. And like, that's not the case. God made you to have an orgasm and you can have that. And it's a beautiful thing and it's great. And you can do that. And I love that you're teaching that to take away the shame from that. And I'm sure there's probably a lot of women, especially cause that's what you, you help women who have some, any sort of disabilities. Like, is that something that's hard for them? Do they feel like it's hard for them to go and like date or connect? Cause they're so afraid of that. Is that a lot of shame that's around that or it's how do you help them? It's hard. The big thing that actually comes up more than anything is feeling like you're a burden. Okay. So because you need things differently done, because we have to now talk about it differently, because we even have to talk about it, you know, um, you know, have help being put into a bit different positions. It's a very big, it's a lot of communication. And when you have a disability, there's a huge, huge kind of elephant in the room of burden. You don't want to be a burden. You're sick of asking for help. You, I do this still. And I have to really like remind myself to speak up for myself. You know, I went to Tony Robbins actually with the big goal because I had this lump in my throat. It was a physical lump and it was just all this denial or every time that I didn't speak up that I wanted something different. Like anytime I wanted to say, get into the pool, but I needed help. So I didn't. Every time I missed out on an opportunity that made me feel me, you know, gave me joy, that lump was getting bigger and bigger. And so that's really magnified in the bedroom. You know, you don't want to put people out. And I think people even just resist the idea of dating. They don't think that they are worthy. They don't think that they are beautiful. So my biggest thing about creating this community of icons, as I call them, it's 
if we're going to change a stereotype, it has to start with them first. Yes. Start with them actually looking in the mirror and seeing something different. Yes. They have to be able to see differently. And so we give them a lot of tools of even just the act of dressing up, you know, I'm a pretty glam girl and I'm totally owning it, owning it probably more than so than I've ever done in my life because it's who I am. And that lump was bigger because I made myself small and, you know, that looks ridiculous. I can't be sexy in a wheelchair. That's stupid. I would have those conversations with myself all the time. Yeah. So really, if we're going to break those up, we have to start with the individual. Um, I started, so, so back to kind of the healing of, of the island. Once I got here, I had this idea in my head that I was going to walk again. That, that's it. The islands are calling my name. They're going to heal me. I'm going to get to the island and I'm going to walk again. I'm going to be yes. a miracle, walking miracle. And so I get here and obviously I'm still not walking. It's been two years, but what I but do- You're walking into who you're meant to be now. So like, that's the key, right? Amen. Amen. So what I did was I ended up starting this blog and I was, I was like, I'm just going to talk about my experience. You know, I'm, I've always got this inner bright side. I can, I can find a bright side in any situation. It's a gift out of my entire life. I can always find it. No matter what, there's a sliver of light. So I was going to write this blog and I was like, I got to come up with a great name. And I'm very committed to the words we use, all about the words we use. And so I just started playing with these words and I came and I got to this um, idea of vertical ambition. I thought that was really cool, but it was taken. And I was like, I I still really like that name, that word vertical. There's something really powerful about that. And if I'm going to get up and stand and walk, I got to be vertical. So if I keep telling myself that I'm vertical, I'm vertical, I'm vertical, one day it's going to happen, right? Like I'm just, everything that I think about, my focus is all going to be about being vertical. And blonde, well, I'm just known for my blonde hair. So, I mean, it's, it's always been white my entire well, it's life. Beautiful. So. Yeah, you have beautiful hair. Thank you. Uh, I do love my, my blonde lot. So... Um, so I came up with vertical blonde and I thought it was really catchy and really great. And it was all about the verbiage. And what happened was it's this, I, this mindset emerged from it, this idea of living vertically and this idea that every single thing that happens in our life is a stepping stone higher and higher and higher. It's all elevating us. If we see it that way, there's, there is a filter. You have to choose to stay there, right? It becomes a choice. Uh, like, Always. and I literally tell my clients that too. It's like when you choose to see the world differently, you literally see the world completely different. It's literally as if you were blind and you put on glasses and you're like, "This is the world that I choose to see," and that's a choice every single day that we get to choose to have. Like, what pair, what what glasses do you want to put on today, and how do you want to see the world? Because you can view the world however you want to see it. It can be gloomy and terrible, or it can be bright and amazing and light and love, but you got to choose that first in your mind, right? Yeah. And you know, our filters are a mixture of everything that's happened to us, right? Everything that's been told to us, every experience we've had, how we've experienced that experience, everything is, is creating that filter. And so we're always going to think, see things differently, whether, you know, you see a hurdle or a challenge, is that another means to grow? Or is that something that's going to break you down? Like, and it's just same with this accident. I mean, I look at my life now and everything that I've learned from it, from therapy to group therapy, to even going to 
Um, I now go to CODA, Codependence Anonymous, to stop having control over people and trying to think that I have any control over people, Um, to to even dance and doing aerial yoga, pushing my mind and my body in, in so many different ways and absolutely breaking down these things that I once thought was impossible. Yes. So, you know, this whole idea of living vertically, it just makes so much sense. Um, you know, it's, and my husband jokes because I've got a convertible and so we call it vert life, like everything like vert life, you know, and, um, and it's great because now every chance that I have any encounter out there, even just like cruising to Starbucks, I know that I'm making an impact mm-hmm. and it's up to me what kind of impact I want to make. So I take it very seriously every time I get ready for the day. Like I make sure, even if I don't even think I'm going to leave the house, I'm ready. Like I am camera ready. I'm game on. I'm ready to rock and roll because no matter what happens that day, I'm setting a standard. I'm setting a stereotype because if I would have seen me before I got injured, I probably wouldn't have had that four years of Mm -hmm. denial and struggle as much. So Obviously, I think that that denial really did serve a purpose, though. Even that was really right. Beneficial. You still had to go through that because also it teaches you how you can help everybody that you're helping with, too, is because you understand what they've gone through. You understand what the pain is, what that mindset is. And I love that yeah. you talked about um, like that, just like how your throat chakra was closed up because you weren't speaking your truth. And I think that happens to anybody, not to everybody. And I, that happened for me as well. Is like when you're not really speaking to being who you are or what your true needs are, even to yourself first off, and then to others that does, it closes up for you and it becomes like this lump and you could, or you like, you might try to talk about like it, you get choked up on it or you're afraid to even say your words. And it's crazy how we don't even say that to ourselves. So if we won't even let ourselves speak our truth or ourselves even be seen, how can we expect the world to see us for how we want to be seen either? What, what really mm-hmm. helped you to be able to finally like open that up and like to really speak your truth to that? And then how do you help your clients through that too? So it's, it, was a, it was a process and it still is a process every day, obviously. Um, you know, I'm really committed to doing the work therapy wise. I go every single Friday, 1.30, like everyone knows where I'm at. There's no, nothing that can stop that. Even if I'm out of town, I'll still do it on my phone with her because this woman, and I told her, I said, you know, there's nowhere that I feel safer or more empowered than when I'm in her four walls. Mm. And it's great because no matter, like she over anyone else in my entire life, my, my mom, my husband, anyway, she knows me better and she loves me more because of it. I love that. And that was really transformative. Well, because it helped you realize that you could be loved no matter what, right? Like having her show you that love, you're like, oh, I'm so worth it. And I think that's the beauty. Like people are so afraid of therapy or having coaches or accountability partners, but it's like, you need that. And it will help you elevate yourself. There's a reason why your life's still the same way it has been before. So go get someone who's going to help you. There's nothing wrong with that. And think about that for you. Just what you just said is like, that taught you the best gift you could have because then not only that, like once you love yourself, you allow others to love you too. Cause they, I really believe the amount of love that you have for yourself is the amount of love you'll let yourself receive. And so like you might not fully let your kids even love you, your husband love you. You'll push them away. You'll try to make them feel small because you don't feel like you deserve it. And then when you deserve it, you're like, Oh yeah, pour some sugar on me, baby. Like love on me. Like I want it, you know? And that becomes the gift, you know? And being able to receive that without guilt. I think yes. for, you know, me, it goes back to that burden thing. 
yeah it's all this guilt like oh we have to worry about me again or you have to love me again like it was just it just builds on it so now I don't have to be guilty about that and now I understand that that safety and that and that um that sense that I get within her four walls I know how powerful that is to receive so now I'm able to do that for other women in a coaching aspect and so it's great because everything I'm doing has come completely out of what I've done for myself. Right. And I think, I think that's the best lesson that like, yes, we can, you actually experience got, it. Yeah. And we can think that we've got big, um, big dreams or goals or whatever, but until we really know that it's coming from the heart, like we've done the work, we have no way to pass it on. And so it's like when people are like, well, I don't know what to do with my life. Then, then you give to yourself and you need then to you pour that. Yep. Yeah. Once you do the work, you'll know what the impact is you're meant to do. Because until you know you, yeah, you don't know what you're supposed to do yet because you don't even know who you are yet, sister. Like figure out who you are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I had gone and I'd done all this, um, I had done all this therapy, uh, and stuff before. And, um, I, and physical therapy and I was kind of just getting burnt out on that. And I, and I'd been driving by the gym every single day. And at this point, it had been five years and I had not set foot into a, t- a traditional gym okay. since I'd been injured. It yeah. had only been physical therapy. Okay. And I had gotten to this point where I was just like, I just want to look good in the bikini again. Mm. Like, I don't care about the transfers and getting in and out of bed. Like I've got all that now. I just want to look good in a bikini. And so I like driven by the gym, like over and over and over and over again. And I was like, I just am terrified of looking like an idiot, like not knowing how to use a machine. You know, I'm in a wheelchair. I'm doing it from a seated position. I'm going to have to ask for help. I'm going to have to be a burden and ask for help. You know, all these things that go through your head. So I kept driving by the gym, driving by the gym and something actually really beautiful happened. My son broke his foot. Mm-hmm. again like seeing the bright side right so he's oh. out of preschool for a month and because he couldn't even walk on it try to keep a three-year-old off of their foot oh uh, yeah good luck sister. hell right a month. I was like oh my god this is so hard so he finally like actually like broke his calf like because he just was so rough on it but he was out of school for a month and so we had like this extra little bit of money yeah. and I was like I'm gonna get me a personal trainer yeah. Like that is my reward reward for keeping a three-year-old off of the uh, Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to get me a personal trainer. And so I finally went in. I was so proud of myself. I was so excited. Um, and I went in and I was like, I need someone that's going to kick my ass and be creative. Like that is what I need. And so I went into the gym and they introduced me to Jake Cavron, who is now my business partner. So he, we got really creative. We had a beautiful before and after. I don't know if you've seen it on my Instagram yes, yet. But it's it amazing. Amazing. It pretty sensational. And it's so just inspirational too, because I, and I mean, getting into fitness really can change anybody's life. And it helps you realize that I truly believe if you start to work on your body, it's so much easier to realize how easy it is to work on your mind because you see how quickly your mind has to be right for your body to get right too. And you see the physiology changes. So you're like, well, what else can I change? I just had to change how I thought about this or like, let go of, I might look dumb in front of the, these weights or whatever, but who cares? Like I'm doing it for me. And so you find all this different, um, like self 
independency and like you feel like self-love through it and stuff and like self-confidence through it. And it becomes like this awesome gift because it helps you level up your mind too. It changes so much of that. So totally. talk about your experience with that. Well, and you know, what became really clear at UPW was that the, the whole thing about working out is that you're getting yourself in a peak state. Yes. So it's like, of course it's easier to work on your mind because your, your body is finally elevated. So that was extremely empowering. And the quickness of it was fascinating. I mean, it was like six and 12 weeks. And I was like, what the heck? This is incredible. And I had really strong why at that point I had, and this is what I try and get across to the girls. I'm like, if you're just going into workout, don't expect something drastic to change. But if you have something you're working towards, then boom, you're going to do it. So I had two things that was going through my mind. Um, one was that I had just been crowned Miss Wheelchair Hawaii and I was going to compete for Stop Miss it. Wheelchair America. I love that. Yes. yes. So I wanted to look banging on that stage. Yeah. So I was super excited about that. Um, and I wanted to look really incredible. And then the second one was that this um, artist wanted to do a portrait of me. This artist actually, to back up a little bit more, had already done some work with me. I met her. She does this beautiful soul portrait. And I said, and she does these mer, um, kind of mermaid fantasy ones of yeah. you as a mermaid or a goddess. And I said, you know, my, my fantasy is just to walk on the beach again. And she said, I can totally paint that. Like, let's, let's rock and roll. So we did this photo shoot so she could capture my features. And I wore nothing but this very sheer kind of flowy not even a top, but it's kind of like a piece of material. It was very um, see-through and I was nude underneath. I was very, and while she's taking my photo, I just was like, whoa, like I feel sexy again. Yeah. In my wheelchair. Up until that point to give you a sense of the denial of my chair on our wedding day from our wedding video, I specifically told the photographer and videographer, my chair is not allowed in a single photo or video. Like I was in such denial that that chair even existed. And then to go and have this like moment where inside this big piece of metal that felt very cold and masculine, I felt sexy again. Mm -hmm. And I felt so beautiful. And so because of this. that, you're making me cry. That is just so beautiful. I'm so proud of because you. Because of that, now I do the Vertical Beauty Project where we give women makeovers and photo shoots that have a disability. So that is, is like my big, so my heart, like that. I want to go into nonprofit. That one I really want to have a special place in this world. Um, and so, so I, so she got in contact with me again, and there was this big. Um, it actually ended up not taking place, maybe just not yet, but this was a why for the uh, for working out. She wanted to do kind of this dominating disability mm. kind of idea and almost a little dominatrix, like in the chair cool. and not wearing a whole lot. And she wanted to paint that. And so I was like, well, I'm going to make sure my body looks banging. Like, yeah, right? gonna knock this one I'm going to dominate my body for this dominatrix thing. Exactly. Like, we're doing it. Yeah. So that was such a why for me getting into the gym. Like I had those two things in my head every single day I was going to work out. So, you know, after that, had this crazy transformation and called the wheelchair tummy. 
getting rid of a wheelchair tummy is, I thought was impossible. Where our bodies sit, we don't have any core strength. So to tone your stomach without being able to do a standard crunch is very difficult. You have to engage almost in your mind. So I would work out with my eyes closed a lot to actually just visualize these muscles working. Even I love that you're saying that because I literally wrote down, I'm like, hey, you said start with a why. And I think the next thing is visualize why. So you would know the why. The next thing is you got to visualize it because if you can't even see it in your mind, you're not going to achieve it. And I love that you just said the mental vision of it. And like, that's why I also enjoy working out is I've found the muscle mind memory and how you can really close, close your eyes. You can lift, lift up five pounds and you can make it feel like it's 500 pounds by just like turning it on and engaging that muscle and focusing on it. And like that mind power, that mind, like, it's just, it's crazy. So I love that. Will you, will you guide us kind of through that then? I kind of cut you off, but like continue with that. No, you're good. It's I, I completely agree. What was kind of cool about all of this was that all, everything that I was doing now I understand how important all those steps are, but it was totally like, was like in flow. You were just doing it automatically. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, it was kind of almost on accident. So, but after I put up that photo of the before and after I got flooded, I'm talking hundreds of messages oh, I'm saying, sure. how do I get rid of this wheelchair tummy? How do I do it? Tell me the way. And so it was difficult because that photo was so in your face, but I was like, there's a lot of work that went on behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, you're like, you don't know like, what happened to get there. Like, yeah. yeah. It, w- it was beyond diet and exercise. It's like, it was, it, was, it was all the mental game. It was even yes. therapy that went into yes. play. I was like, how do I put all of that together? Yes. You know, how do I make that a package? And so Jake, the trainer, has, had already been doing online training. So he already had a program set up. So what we did was we just went into the gym. We filmed every single workout. We filmed filmed every single um, exercise and we put together a program and it was all online. And what we do is we take these girls through six weeks. So we do group calls once a week. They also get one-on-one coaching with both me and Jake. They get a personalized nutrition plan and then they get the workouts that, you know, like an hour a day, four days a week. And that's all I did. And so you can have those kind of results when the commitment's there, when the why is there, when then everything in your life starts to go. Right. Well, and the accountability, your mindset's there, you know exactly what you want. And I love that you're saying envisioning it. I'm so big on like doing, do goal boards, like write it down, make a vision board, see it for yourself. You'll be able to achieve it. You can make it happen. It's in your mindset. You know why you're working towards it. You have some sort of plan, a reason for it. You have the accountability and then you have, then you're yep amazing community of women who are wanting to do the same thing who are just like yes like let's do it together let's rise together and there's power in that force there's power in wanting to do it together and that's why you go to the gym and people like make friends at the gym and stuff is because it helps you you create a community there too so you're like yeah this is, it's a part of me and it and you want to feel good you want to feel healthy and stuff and it just becomes who you are naturally and every single person I've talked to who's elevated their life or change their life has also changed their body because it just automatically comes with your mindset. You automatically shift because you're like, I want to be the best me in everything that I do, no matter what. So I, I love this. So talk to me about like the community that you've created by creating these, these programs. And just that is this, so beautiful of what you're doing with this community too. I think it's so amazing. This community has, oh my God, my heart just explodes when I think about these women. 
you know, we've got women that have lost 40 plus pounds. Um, we've got this one girl that her big goal was she's just like, I just want me again. Yeah. I miss me yeah. I miss so much, you know, and she had gotten, and she's young. She's like 20, 22. Um, and she had gotten a stroke on her spine. And because of all this steroids and, and trial and errors and all this stuff, she's gained like all this weight, she's lost her hair. Um, and she's just like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And yeah. she was terrified to even like post a single photo on social media. This woman has lost 43 pounds and she just launched her own blog. Yes! So from I'm terrified of a fo- single photo on social media to a blog, a, a website. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing this really great thing because she's going back to college and her college wanted her to do this whole like video diary of her process getting there, moving into the dorms. Yeah. Like these women's lives change. I love that. Yes, their wheelchair tummy got, is gone, but their lives have totally, yeah. totally changed. Literally, you're one girl lives at their core. And, and one thing I want to point out here is it's not because you're changing your outer body that all of a sudden you, you feel confident and your life's changing. It's because you're teaching them the inner work. You're teaching them to deal with the inner work, how to find themselves, how to love themselves. And through that, your body automatically changes. And for women, when we don't love our bodies, it literally carries out and it bleeds into everything that we do because society has such a, a way of what women should look like and how they should be portrayed. Yeah. And so there's so much, you know, inner damage that we do to ourselves. And we talk so negatively to ourselves about what we think we should look like, but it's really just finding love for yourself. You end up really loving all of you, no matter what. And just like the prime example, like loving you in your wheelchair and feeling sexy in your wheelchair, like you love all of you. And like my, my experience was like learning how to love my stretch marks and learning how to like, you know, going from what your body is before kids to after kids. Like that is a total different thing. And so, yeah, like it's just, but it's, it's, I think people have the wrong idea that like, Oh, if I finally lose weight, I'll feel happy or I'll love myself. That's not the case. It's, it's that combined with the inner work, with the mental, with the mental game of it, with the self-discipline, that's what's creating that. And it's, and then it's learning how to show up for the world, how you want to be seen because you're creating this community of women to help them see each other for who they really are. And you're giving, so just like how your, um, the lady you go to, you said that she helps you be seen and loved. Like you're, you're creating that same atmosphere in this community. You're telling them how to show each other love and how to be seen and like rise together. And so they're like, Oh, it's okay to be me. And I'm loved and I'm enough no matter what. And then they go do that in the world. And like, that's how you change the world. That's how you become this game changer. And I, I just, I love what you're doing. I just think it's so, so, so amazing. It's beautiful. So thank, thank you, you for, so for doing that, you know, like, honestly, it's amazing. It's, it's powerful. It's powerful work. And if you would have asked me when this injury happened, you know, what I'd be doing with my life and how, you know, what I'd be doing with it. This is not what I would have expected. Right. You know, my, you know, that day I thought my life was perfect, but my life was really easy up until this point. Mm-hmm. It was, it lacked growth. It lacked purpose contribution. I did everything just to be significant. Um, you know, I just, I, I was an attention getter my whole life. You know, how do I, how do I keep people's attention so that it, they don't leave me? I had a whole, Sure. in my heart you know with um a longer story but with my dad leaving after the divorce and I just was this became this overachiever as a way to keep people around and keep people's attention and now there's it's not for the significant 
it is for that fulfillment that comes when I get that conversation with the girl and she is just beside herself. Can't believe where her life has gone. And that is just like, it multiplies and people get to see that. And now, and I give them all a pretty, pretty big speech at the beginning of their six weeks that, Hey, once this is over, you now have a responsibility with your life to, to carry this on not just six weeks and it's over. It's six weeks jumpstart to your life. Like now it is to go out and to spread this and to be a light for other people and to really own your purpose and your own calling and, and figuring that out what that is. That's the funnest part. Like that exploration. And now it's great because my life coaching, the fitness coaching and now our event, it's all come so organically. It is just about me going out and doing this work and realizing that people want that as well. And so I I got the best lesson there at um, UPW. The first one was this woman that met me within moments and she had actually brought me down to the floors for guests. So when I arrived at UPW, I went in the doors. I was the very first person they allowed in the doors. Get it wrong. I out of 8,000 people, keep in mind, 8,000. There is a mile of line outside, and they, I'm like number five in line, but they brought me up because of the wheelchair and I got around or whatever. There are a lot of perks that come with the wheelchair. I'm going to say, there is like VIP moments left and right. If you see it that way, they are VIP. So I got in the door, and it was still a few minutes before I could even get in the curtain, but I'm super excited, and this guy, Steve, and he's like there to help me to my seat. I get up there and the ADA, the handicapped seating is the very back against the wall. You're like, uh, this is bullshit. Right. This this sucks for our community. Like we're put in the back. Yeah. ADA seating sucks. And I'm like, this is stupid. And so I asked Steve, I'm like, how do I get to the floor? What do I got to do? And he's like, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, you got to be someone's guest to be down there. At this like, oh, I am. And, I will. And, and he's like, and he's like, I know you're here with your business partner. So my business partner, Jake, the personal trainer, he came with me. Yeah. He's like, there's no way I could get both of you down. And I said, well, I kind of had a feeling I'd be going further than Jake. So I gave him this spiel. And I said, Jake, if you can go further, go. Don't wait for me. And vice versa. If I can go further, I'll go further. Yeah. He says, Awesome. So when he saw the ADA seating, he's like, bye, Felicia, I'm going further. It's like, you get yeah. as close as you can. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then I'm like, Steve, go see what you can do. Well, he actually said it. I'm being a little cocky now because I'm really excited what happened, how it all transpired. But he's like, I'm going to see what I can do, but I am not making a single promise. Yeah. And about 20 minutes later, he comes up to me and he gives me this nod and this smile. And he's like, let's go. Let's go. He's like, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. There's a chance that she could bring you down as your guest, as her guest. Again, I'm not making a single promise. And her and I met. And within like seconds, she's like, I want you to be my guest. I love it. And, and she said, but she says, but this weekend, you get out of here. You get out of your head and you play from your heart. Yes. And at any time you need it, it's already inside of you. Mm-hmm. And then she introduces me to Brian, the floor manager. And she says, Brian, this is Sarah. My seat's over here, but she can sit wherever she wants. I love it. Are you kidding me right now? He's like, where do you want to go? I said, I want to touch the stage. Yes. 
So he took me up to the front row and he puts this little white piece of tape on an X on the floor and he's like, this is your spot, girl. He's like, welcome. I love it. Oh my God. Like there was a magnetic pull mm. to that stage the moment I got in there. I could feel it in my soul. Yes. And that experience, so I did, I made a very big commitment to, to Nyla Medlock. She's the woman that brought me as a guest. And I, in my head, I was like, this is, I am beyond gratitude and I need to show it by playing full out. And I, I am, I'm cutting off all my responsibility for anybody else in this yes. room, which is very big for someone that struggles with like codependence and worrying about other people's feelings. Like you're like feeling like you're a burden. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to not, I'm just going to be me. Like that's a gift in itself. And I love that you were like, this is a lesson right. that I want to learn right now. That's so amazing. Totally. So I was like, I'm going to play harder and more full out than I ever played in my life. And I lost myself I lost it the emotion that poured out of me I it was 37 years of pressure unleashed of every time that I said no when I wanted to say yes and I put that in my lump of my throat or into my body it was completely unleashed that weekend and the harder I played full out for myself every single break I would have a line of people wanting just a photo with me because they said that when they saw me on the screen or next to them going hard, it pushed them to go harder. Well, it did. And that's like you energetically pushed me to like fully go all out for me. Like I had an amazing experience there too, just like letting go of so much different shame and stuff. But it's like, they kept showing her on camera. So I'm trying, I'm explaining this to you guys because, and so we have a mutual friend and our mutual friend had said, so um, just kind of a back up a little bit about Sarah is I posted, I was going to Tony Robbins and our mutual friend was like, Oh my gosh, you have to meet this girl, Sarah. Like you guys are totally going to vibe. I'm like, there's no way I can meet her in 8,000 people. And then literally the same second I said that Sarah shows up on the screen, just like, yeah, like all over the place. They're like full up in her face. I'm like, that's the girl I have to meet her. Like, but Sarah's like down, like obviously front and center. I'm clear up in the back. So I'm like, at some point I'm going to meet this girl. Because we just have to. And you and I didn't meet until the very last day, the very, very, very yes. walking out the doors. And it was just like, I walked into you, literally walked into you. But it was, but you kept getting shown up on screen and it was just like amazing and beautiful. And you full on played out. And thank you for doing that because you did, you gave us everybody else permission to do that. And like, in fact, even a guy hugged her so hard, she fell out of her wheelchair and like, you almost yeah. like concussion. It was like, you were so crazy and I loved it. But it was just like, you were energetically like drawing so much of that room and like helping people just be loved. And like, so you did, you, you made it happen, girl. It was pretty cool. So I got to replace a really big belief there. And the belief that I'd been carrying was play small to keep people comfortable. Mm. Like play small. We all do that. Like why? Instead, it's like, just, you got to shine, baby shine, no matter what. And that's what you and I talked about when we met. It was just like, just shining and like allowing yourself, giving yourself that permission to shine. Because when you do that, you let other people shine too. So it's the ver- it's the opposite, right? When we play small, we make other people play small. But if we start to play big, we get uh, them to play big too. Like, and it totally. it's so cool. So now the, the, the verbiage and the words and beliefs that I have replaced it with is my light is needed. So every time I feel myself getting small, I can say that. I can actually say those words and it, and it flips the switch. Nope, your, your light's needed. 
don't you dare so play instead small. of saying I'm a burden no my light is needed and like do you, I, I want to ask you like do you believe in the power of affirmations and just like and manifesting and stuff like that and do you feel like that's helped you on in your journey as well it really has and you know I think that even more so with affirmations it's just the words that we use right you know even even around my body you know I I used to say well I don't feel from here down and now I say I feel differently from here down you know, and so it's like even just the words that you're saying can have a big, uh, a big impact. Absolutely. So, but you know, and and to play into kind of always seeing the bright side, I think now I'm just really magnifying that. So it's a lot of gratitude, and it's a lot of yes, gratitude. You know, I do a lot of. Uh, I have very big visions, very big goals. I envision myself on a very big stage, and but I also understand that there's a lot brewing underneath the surface that we're not quite aware of that will play a role at some point. Yes. And so I do a lot of this whenever I have my vision, I'll have my vision, I'll hold it over my head and then I'll set it free. I'll have the vision and let it go. I love that. So that really allows you to it stay focused in, on a goal. Like yeah. It does. But then it also allows you to really take in and tap into whatever's coming to understand that there's a purpose and a, re a meaning behind it. But that's that. happening for you. So this may look like someone saying no, but it means that somewhere else is having a yes. Mm -hmm. Or it means that I need to get, get better and clearer and bigger with what I need to do. Or, you know, that something needs to be adjusted if I'm getting a door closed here. It just keeps No moving. just means it's not like, it's not for you right now. So just move on to the next yeah. That's all that it is. And yeah. it's, it's a blessing every time you get a no, not a bad thing. I love that. Totally. Yeah. So so. Tell us about um, what it is. You have this amazing event coming up that mm -hmm. I just want to totally help you fill up because you're just so freaking amazing and you're trying to inspire all these women and just like, and it's going to be an event that's here in Utah. So you're currently in Hawaii, but you're coming back here for it. Um, so talk to us about what this event is, like what you want people to experience there, how I can help support that, how our listeners can help support you with that, what you still need for it, how many tickets you have, like tell us all the things. Okay, perfect. I'm like jumping out of my chair. I, know, I love I'm how so excited. Like, oh, yes, like your energy. I just love it, love it, love it, love it. I love it. I love it. So it's called Vertically. And my whole goal is that I want these women to leave vertically. Like they are going to then go on and pursue their lives vertically. And I am super excited because on a very selfish note, we are going back to the resort that I worked at for those four full years after my injury. We are going full circle and it is also happening the same week of my accident anniversary. So oh, let's realize that part. part. Okay, that's awesome. Yes. So my anniversary is September twenty second, which we actually then got married on September twenty second. Again, we wanted to make it a bad day or a good day, not a bad day, but I love that. Now I joke with my husband, I'm like, I kinda want my day back. Like yeah. can we just renew our vows on another day? Because now I, I kind that. of like my date. Yeah, so, right. that's kind of a side note. So we're going back to the resort. It's Park City Resort up in obviously Park City. We'll be at the Grand Summit Hotel. And uh, so we've got three day pass tickets available. And then we also have a really, really great group rate. It's um, they're one of their three properties up there. So okay. there's Grand Summit, Silverado and Sundial that you can stay at. There's great rates up there to use. Um, so our all-inclusive tickets, we are all sold out. Awesome. So we did an all-inclusive that included food and lodging, and that's very VIP. We're going to show them what VIP looks like. 
but because of such a big high demand, we also are, we opened up our tickets. So we went from 10 women, our goal now is 50 women. We want to fill those spots. We really want to fill those spots. And so at this point, because we're only a few weeks away, it's all about the local clientele. So if you are someone or you know somebody that would really benefit from this, um, head over to verticalblonde.com slash vertically. There's also a thing on the front page of it too. But and I'll, also, I'll link all this too when I post all of this as well so that they perfect to you as well. That's awesome. So you're and it's all just for women, right? I just want to make sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So at this point, it's all women. It's women with physical disabilities. Okay. I do believe in my heart that everyone's got a disability, something oh. that disables them if they allow it. And so at one point in the future, I do envision this to open up for all women and even oh. men to bring their disability to kind of rip up and get rid of. But as of now, this is my community and this is what we're going for. So physical disabilities, um, for anyone with like a cognitive issue uh, or mental disabilities, that one, um, contact me to see if this would okay. be a good fit or not. But, um, so it's going to be great. Three days, we open up that first night with a really great uh, welcome reception and kind of party. And then we get right to work. And what I kind of explain it as is like day two is then we break it down to rubble. And then the next day we use all that rubble and we build it up to what we really want to see because it's still our life. Like we still have all the rubble, you know, and we still have all these tools and resources that we've gained over the years. And what do we want to do with them? So we are going to have incredible um, speakers. We're going to do some group healing, really tap into the stuff that has helped me. I mean, we're going to do some really great processing um, all there with some really great support. We've got a woman, Hillary Spoglin. She has actually facilitated a lot of my work. She's an energy worker, um, energy kind of group practitioner. She really deals with trauma. Fabulous, really, really well known in her community. Um, and we've also got Maggie Anderson. Maggie is also a spinal cord injury um, as well. And she is a um, licensed clinical psychologist specializing in women's sexuality. really diving into that sexuality super excited about that and we are going to be igniting their inner kind of sex scene and kind of feminine power so and then a lot of uh dancing and elevation and bringing up that that great state we'll do the fitness classes so all the disability icon fitness classes jake coming to lead those Um, we've got uh, adaptive yoga we've got some really great stretching really really tapping into our bodies giving them love feeding them some nutrition um and then we also are going to be doing the photo shoot so i've got a photo shoot for everybody it is in store oh for everyone cool. yes so i'm super excited about that we'll be doing photo shoots um women are going to be able to see them in a beautiful new light um yeah. we did one so if you want to go over to youtube you can link this one as well there's cool. one on the vertical beauty project that we did last year uh, we did for 10 women there in Salt Lake City. Um, that one was a full day of full makeovers, like these grandiose photo shoots. Um, so within the event, we've actually got some things in store that are a surprise for some of the girls. But I can't quite really talk about that yet. Um, but we'll just say that the photo shoots are going to be absolutely life-changing so I'm really excited and then that last day we'll just have a fun little brunch and a workout and then send them on on their way so I love that and this is going to be so healing so powerful you get to have a community of women all come together they're going to make 
these lifelong bonds that they're going to have forever. And it's just going to be powerful. And I fully support that. So anybody who's listening, if you guys want to offer anything up for this event too, you're still taking sponsorship stuff, right? Like we are taking sponsorship. And one thing that's come up a lot actually is people saying, you know, I obviously don't have a disability, but I would like to sponsor someone to go. Okay. So, so this is a really great way. If you want to purchase a ticket, um, if there's someone that you know that you want to give it to, or um, women are starting to write in as to why they must be there and they may not have the resource of a financial oh, resource, okay. but they have something else to offer or they really need to be there. So that I think is a really beautiful way for your listeners. If they do want to purchase a ticket yeah. uh, for anyone, that would be my recommendation. Okay, cool. um, but if you want to do anything for gift bags, obviously yeah. we're going to do some swag some giveaways, even some raffles, if you want to just um, donate one or two of whatever item that you offer. Um, yeah, or if there's anything entertainment wise that you want to offer, uh, you know, that last night, I kind of envisioned a little bit of a party. Um, so if there's anything like that that you want to donate, that would be really helpful. Um, and then obviously, financial donations are very helpful. This is our first one. Um, and so it's, personally finance uh, to make this happen. And then, oh, I almost forgot the two biggest things. The one is that we're filming the entire event for a documentary. Oh, yes, I and forgot to make the documentary, which is like the coolest thing of all time. So fun. So I've had some uh, filming already done of me of the planning process. Cool. Up until now, I've done like a one woman show. Yeah. Even the website, project proposals, putting the event together. I mean, everything had been just from me. And so now I've got that support. Um, and then we have a research crew from the Indiana University of Indiana. So they're going to be actually following the women, um, and doing a whole research study on how this impacts their quality of life Mm. short and long term. So the great thing about that is then in the future, we're going to have something very, very substantial. I kind of have a feeling what those research is going to say, but it's, it's great to have that backing yes. so that we can take this and really watch it grow. Oh, um, I would love to travel. To oh, event. This is just the yeah. start. I think it's just the start as well. So I'm, I'm really, really pumped and I, I'm super blessed. I've had people, you know, one woman offered to be just a full on event planner free of charge. She just wants to get involved. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful and it's a big reminder that, People just want to help. Yep. Like they want to get behind something that has passion and that can actually make a change. People crave that. They want to be part of something, something bigger. We want to give back. We all need it. It's, it's literally a need. Ooh. We want to feel important with that. Yeah, absolutely. And you're allowing people to do that too, which is a, just a gift in itself too. So it's just amazing. Yeah. It's all beautiful. I love it. It's really great. Yeah, it's, it's really, really special. Um, I've got two girls. Uh, they have been with me since one girl was literally the very first person that purchased the fitness program. So she's been with me since October, her, uh, Corey, and then Diana is the other, and they just wanted to help in any capacity. So they've been kind of working as my assistant handling, uh, volunteer schedules and, um, reaching out to sponsors. They've just been super helpful. So a very big shout out to Corey and Dee, uh, who are, they're my rock. They even the days that I'm like I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, yes, you do. Keep going. You You got got this. this. Yes. Do not stop. No, it's just the beginning. I love it. So cool. 
I am so, so proud of you. I'm so honored to have met you and just be connecting with you. And I, I support this 1000%. I got you girl. Like I will send you all the stuff I can get for you because your mission is just incredible. It's amazing. I'm all about like women, anything anyways. And just like, and just about anybody finding self-love, not just women, but we all need it. We all crave it. We all need to like do that inner work and just love it. And I just love that you said going from being a burden to saying that I'm needed to shine. And like that in itself, I mean, I just, keep getting mad chills but uh-huh. it's like it's so beautiful and it's so amazing and thank you just for sharing that with everybody today and just sharing your love and your light and like your story and how you're able to find a gift and all of that and a lesson and all of that and the beauty and all of that and sharing that with us helps me be inspired too so thank you so so much for just even being on today and talking with me and talking about all the things and just like being so open and vulnerable and beautiful with it and um, where can our listeners find you? So vertically blonde on Instagram. So I'll go ahead and do that. And then you have like your YouTube and I'll upload your website and stuff too. Is there anything, any other ways people can find you or get a hold of you? You know, I think Instagram is always the best, you cool. know, vertical blonde on Instagram is really an easy way. Um, but yeah, and then we're, we always are doing the coaching as well. So, um, yeah, so they also buy like your fitness coaching programs and stuff. They yes. can do that. Cool. Yep. And then soon also we'll be offering a financial program. So this one will be geared towards Absolutely. not even just with people with disabilities, but um, a really geared, geared towards uh, females. So, you know, taking them from a place of uh, disempowerment to yeah. something that they have absolute power and control of. So you're I'm really excited about that, that at this event, right? Yes, that'll all be launched. So uh, my business partner, Dale, who was actually my firewalk partner at UPW. Okay. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. Guys, she freaking walked on her hands at the firewalk. That is like, like, you're so badass. Are you kidding me? Like you literally crawled over it. Like I'm so here I am like, okay, I'm going to have to run over it. She's crawling, crawling on it. Like you're just a badass. Well, I didn't crawl. They pushed me in my chair and kind of rolled me next to it. Um, and then I just like smacked the crap out of those poles. Like they were like yes. lying. You were so passionate. So that was, that was really powerful. And going into it, you know, he had asked us, what is your biggest fear about it? You know, like, you know, yeah. what is the fear? And mine was that I was, I was terrified of my experience being crap compared to anybody else. Oh. And when I went across it, I, because I had to like lean all the way down, I looked at those poles. Like I looked at my hand on the fire and I got to the end and I realized I am the only one that looked at the fire and still went across and still went with so much veracity and and conviction. I was like, my experience was so much better than anybody else here. Like talk about completely overcoming your fear. It was very powerful moment. So So powerful, but you deserve that. I love it. Well, babe, thank you so much for being on here and just being you, being a light, inspiring me, just being amazing. I freaking love you. I think you're so awesome. And I love you more. Just got so much value from you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I'll link up everything for your event and how people can reach out to you and get to know you. And we're just going to keep making some magic happen, sister. I love it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. Understand that every single experience is there to serve you and to take you vertically. I love that. Beautiful. All right. Thanks guys. Have the best day of your lives.